Hey, hey guys. guys! Welcome back to this week's episode of Good Suit Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Cassandra. I'm Ruth. I'm Nayeli. I'm Gabriella. I'm Madeline. And this week we have two very special guests with us. We have Brianna. And we have our first male guest, Benji. All right, so before we start, we're going to go ahead and go around and say our highs. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, a high for me this week was uh, me and Ruth have a job interview <gasps> Wednesday yeah. at, at the mall. Hey, yeah. I love their clothes, yeah. so I'm really excited Like, if we get it for the discount. discount. Yeah. Hook us up. I will. Y'all better come through. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And we got our gym membership, so it's been nice going to the gym. My high is that, um, how do I say it? Like, (laughs) okay, all right, I gotta spend some quality time with my dad. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's Mm -hmm, because he he travels for work, so Mm -hmm. I don't get to see him a lot. Okay, my high was this whole weekend. I feel like I had a really good weekend. Hey. That's good. <laughs> yeah, my high is probably that I went to Kima and then I also went biking today. So. Dang, that's cool. Um, my high, I would say my sorority just had rush week and we got, we had bid day, so we have babies now. So that's cute. Oh, <laughs> not actual babies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand sorority. Yeah, I was like. Baby we don't have members. Them. Okay. I was like, real baby. My high, um, I went to Dallas for the Jonas Brothers concert. Fun time. And then I didn't go to the gym this week, so I I went today and I ran two miles. Yay! My high, I was at this weekend, has just been pretty restful. I didn't do a whole lot and I just got to sit and I felt really run down. So it was nice to rest and not Mm -hmm. do much and hang out with my family. That's good. I think my high from this week overall was... Um, I got to spend some, like, quality time with my, like, both my parents, and we haven't done that in a while, and so that was, like, really nice, and we did that yesterday, and it was, like, really fun, and then we also did the Astros watch party on Friday, and so it was just us at home, and, like, my mom ordered food and stuff, so it was really nice, and then also seeing my dad get angry, because, like, for, like, the longest time, we only had, like, two runs, and my dad's like, oh, we're gonna mess it up, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) no, we're not, we got this. But yeah, so if you're from H-Town, like Houston, we're going to World Series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but for this week's episode, we are actually talking about dating. So that's one of the reasons we have a male guest this week is because we want a male's perspective on dating in our generation. All right. So as a believer, would a relationship with a non-believer last? I think it won't just because, like, I know in the Bible it says, like, you're supposed to be, like, equally yoked. So, I don't know. I also have a better relationship, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going by. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it won't either. Like, I don't know, just me, like, I'm so, like, driven and then, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it depends on the person because I've had people in my family who have had believer slash non-believer marriages and relationships and they've made it work i think it really just depends on how strong you are for god because once again like how everyone says you can't force someone to come to church you can't force Mm -hmm. someone to be a believer but you being married to a believer and you being a non-believer is probably 
how close you could get to God. So it's like you don't want to take that aspect away from someone, you know. Mm-hmm. But also you do have to be equally yoked. But I see it from like the non-believer perspective of like my cousins being non-believers and them being married to believers. I feel the same way about that just because I do have, you know, family members that are Christian and then with a non-believer. So I do think it can work, but at the same time, I feel like it can be difficult Mm -hmm. as well just because like there are like certain ways that you would want to raise your kids. And it's just, you know, you want to be equally yoked with your Mm -hmm. partner that you plan a future with. Most Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. I think it kind of just depends on, because, like, you look at our generation now, and our generation, some of them are with non-believers, some of them are with believers, so it's kind of just, like, it's, like, kind of, like, a guessing game, a guessing game, um, because you don't know who they'll get, or you don't know who they'll end up being with, so it's more just what our generation wants, because we're the generation that messes everything up is what my mom says yeah. <laughs> that, kind of, like, that kind of reminded me of like the other question where it's like um is it should dating be intentional or like just for fun or, like see where it goes mm-hmm. because like i feel like i don't know today like if you're with if you're a believer like obviously you know you're like dating for marriage but a lot of people don't see it like that they're just like oh no like it's just like i like this person like we're just gonna see where it goes Mm -hmm. so i feel like that would be like another thing too like you would like see possibly like marriage with somebody and like they won't right well because like for myself i've dated in the past and i've had some good relationships i've had bad relationships but i i know for myself i know i want my next relationship to be like my last one like Mm -hmm. i can't go through another like you know a year two years of dating and then get heartbroken again because that messes you up so much and i know for sure the next one i want is like my husband like that's why i'm okay being single right now because i know my husband will come next and i'm like okay i got this (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think like kind of along like what you said like like your overall goal should be marriage and so you think about like merging your life and becoming like one with that person how can you like be one if Mm -hmm. that person like like, they're your partner in your assignment of, like, life and in ministry and, like, should be pushing you toward God. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, like, chasing God the way, like, you are, like, it's a difficulty in life that you you, you didn't need to bring on. Yeah. Like, life's mm-hmm. tough enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. you need the person that's closest to you to be, like, mm-hmm. supporting you in, like, a godly way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, going yeah. off of that, I think it was I pulled up Amos three three and it says, How can two walk together unless they are agreed? And so like it's really really similar to what you're saying. Like how can we walk together and if you're dating or in a marriage, like how can you pursue the same path if you're going on two separate paths? And but I think it's interesting because the question is like, will it last? And I I guess that you can kind of like do ask that question for about anything like outside of God. So you could be like, well, I can live in sin and like, will it last? Like, yeah, you can make it last. Like you can live apart from God Mm -hmm. and it will last, but you're not going to get God's abundance. You're not going to get his best for you. And so it's like, yeah, like you you can make it last. Like there are relationships that work, but it's not God's best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And we didn't like mention this at the beginning, but we do have people who, you know, haven't dated. We have single people currently. We have people who have dated, So we're getting all different perspectives tonight on this podcast.
How has our extreme use of social media impacted how people are dating nowadays? Makes it more difficult. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, just I, people are spreading so many different types of things in social media, which sometimes is best to just get away, in my opinion. Most of my relationships, I have men about dating up, and Maddie gave a really good representation of why we shouldn't do that in our culture, and I really liked it, and I've stuck to it since then. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I had just said that, like, I don't think, I don't have anything, like, personally, like, against it. Like, I definitely think God can use any avenue to bring people together, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. But I think with dating apps, it's really easy for people to move out of the season that God has them in. So if you're in your season of singleness, but you're feeling really lonely one night, and then you go and meet somebody, well, God had you in a season of singleness, but you made it a season for dating. Right. And so it's just really easy to go out of God's timing, whereas mm. meeting somebody, when God brings them into your life and like sitting and praying about it, okay, God, is this something you want me to pursue? Is this the right time? And then move forward with it like that. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. Wow. And when she told it to me, I like... I like, respected it fully because, like, she made a very valid point for it. And then, like, literally the week a- – like, not even the week after, like, four days after the guy who I was dating was like, hey, I think we should go back to being friends for now and seeing what God has in store for us. And I'm all like, wow, Maddie worked her magic in the book. Uh, <laughs> That's a friend. I spoke it into existence. But <laughs> she really did. We have, like, a better relationship now as we are still friends because I think – what was getting to me is I believe the enemy was the one who told me to say yes and mm-hmm. to jump. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in a bad way because he is a really sweet guy. He is a man of faith. But we're not on the same spiritual level yet. Mm-hmm. Like, how I've heard it from other people is you both need to be at 100% on your spiritual level. Not, like, 50 and someone else is at 100 yeah. or, like, not both at 50-50. Yeah. And so I believe once he gets to my point or once we get to the same point one day, like, we would be back together, but we're doing really great as friends right now. Mm-hmm. But I see social media being kind of, like, a bad thing in a way because sometimes when you meet someone on a dating app or you meet someone on social media, they don't turn out to be the person who they really are. They're mm-hmm. acting. They're putting on a show for you on social media. They're not showing you their real mm-hmm. self. And then once you get them outside of social media, then you see their real self. Yeah, and then you it's see like, the real person. Oh, you're bad and not good. <laughs> Been there, done that with a whole bunch of relationships. I think also going along with like what social media does just in general, it makes people like covet and envy yeah. and be jealous. And so you're seeing like other people's relationship and like if you and your significant other like just had a fight or like this and that, you're yeah. like looking at a window of other people's relationships and you think they're like all so happy. And so like you start to like, almost envy and want what they have instead of like like it's affecting your relationship because like no one's going to show you the bad things of their relationship on social media so you're creating a reality that really isn't there yeah Mm -hmm. and it's just not not fair to them not fair to you not what is intended yeah yeah Yeah. for sure that's good i feel like also social media um like if you're in a season of singleness um it's not all bad and i don't want to say that but i feel like some people it can add to like um like sense of lust and just yeah. like mm-hmm. it like if people struggle with pornography and it's just like yeah. so accessible on your phone okay. um and so That's and good. so like it would say like um like expectations that like people just can't yeah. meet in relationships yeah. like mm-hmm. when you were to enter one um and so like yeah if you're pursuing a relationship like you want a godly relationship 
Um, like to be mindful of like who you're following, like what you're seeing every day. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Good. All right. Why is it important to love yourself first before dating? So good. I feel like people sometimes like think like my fifty percent and their fifty percent like will make one. But God math is like one <laughs> plus one equals one. Yeah. Like mm. you really need to be that whole, that secure because mm-hmm. like as humans, I feel like we overthink so much and we care so much, so much about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that person is not meant or created to fill the needs, fill the gap, like, give the validation that you're lacking. Mm-hmm. So if you can't give that to yourself, if you can't get that from God, that person's not going to do it. Yeah. And you're right. just going to go through a cycle of, like, this person and this person yeah. and this person because nobody's going to meet it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The way I looked at it, and, you know, I talked about it the other day with with someone, uh, is the way I look at self-love is, like, the keys to a car, you know. Mm -hmm. If you want to move forward, you have to, you know, plug in that self-love key to turn it on and then move forward. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're pursuing someone, like, you want to find yourself first before you can move on. Yeah. It's going to be really hard, and people are just going to end up getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. I think what I've learned is because I haven't... um, in past relationships, I haven't loved myself before I got into them. And uh, two of my past relationships were ungodly. I'm saying like past, like I've had a lot. I've only had like three relationships. <laughs> Trust me, I haven't had a lot. Um, but two of them were ungodly-like. And because I didn't love myself fully, I was very depressed. And I was very like insecure about myself. And then... The one that was the longest was the, like an abusive one, and I'm not saying like abusive like physically, but it was more like mentally, and like emotionally. Like he would say stuff to me that would trigger me, mm-hmm. and because I didn't love myself, it affected me and like mm-hmm. was way harder on me than it should have been. And I think that's a very big factor for our like generation nowadays because a lot of girls who I know go off of, like, if a guy comments on the picture, like, oh, you look pretty, or, oh, you look cute today, or, like, a guy, like, you know, messages them. It's like, hey, I thought this, this, and this, and I like you. Like, as soon as we get that message, sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, someone likes me, or, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. a guy likes me. Not just even from your friends. You're just like, oh, this new person likes me. I need mm-hmm. to, like, give him all my attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do that because right. we don't love ourselves enough. Yeah, and I feel like whenever we do go into, like, relationships without loving ourselves, like, it puts a lot of insecurity in the relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's, no. a, like, a good, healthy relationship. No. Because even we were, uh, Niall and I were talking about that all the way over here. And if you're insecure and then say, like, the other person's insecure and then that doesn't make, like, a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, not all healthy relationships are perfect. Like, we're, like no one's perfect, of course. Right. But when you're bringing the other person down and then it, that's happening, it's not it's not good to yeah. be bringing each other down. Like, I've seen that happen in my family. Like, my parents almost got divorced because of that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and ultimately, like, before you get into a relationship, like, God says he wants you to have your identity yeah. before mm-hmm. you that's do that. Key. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. key. Mm-hmm. It's very important. I think another aspect of self-love is, I guess, being able to, like, love yourself to wait. For it to come, to know, like, you're not yes. going to push yourself yeah. into something before you're ready for it. Right. And so um, 
Pastor Michael Todd and Transformation Church. He has like a really good series called Relationship Goals. Also, is a book. Um, good book. Fantastic book. <laughs> but in like at the beginning, when he's talking about kind of like how do you know or like what I guess things to do before you're ready to start dating, he looks at Adam's life and everything that took place in his life before God brought Eve, and it's like well he had a place because he was in the Garden of Eden. Um, and he had his purpose because he was tending the garden. Like, he had a job. He was had something mm. he was working towards. Um, and he, But he was also known by God. So he also had his identity in God. And so he mentioned some other things, but those are the only ones I can remember right now. But it just talks—it's, I think, a good reminder because we can think, like, oh, once I get in that relationship, then everything else will play out. Or, or then we'll figure out where to go together. Or, then we'll find out where we're going to serve in ministry together. And it's like, well, that's not what happened in, like, the first example. Like, God said, like— like you said, like, I want your heart. I want your identity. He said, I'm going to place you. I'm going to get you to a stable ground. And then I'm going to bring somebody else who's just as stable alongside exactly. it's like to do it together. Yeah. I think also, like, maybe it's a given, um, but just, like, fully knowing how God loves you first as well. Um, so, like, something really big for me when, like, I kind of realized I wasn't ready for a relationship was, like, I feel like it's so easy to be, like, God loves me. But it's, like, well, how does he love you? Like, yeah. what is mm-hmm. his heart? What's his character? Yeah. How does he show you his like love practically and so like I've kind of been like going through the Bible like finding out like how the Bible tells me that he loves me Mm -hmm. and like it's through like respect it's through like being content in a season it's through like clarity communication um like God never wants you to be confused and so like if you're in a relationship it's like does he like me like you shouldn't ever have to wonder Mm -hmm. no yeah um and so like I think before you can love yourself you have to like understand God's love yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah, and so I would say, like, that's a precursor before even loving yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Really good. Yeah, and I can definitely relate to that, like, what you just said, because, like, in, like, past, like, a past relationship, like, I did not love myself. And it, like, got to a point where, like, I didn't, like, I didn't want to eat, and it was just really hard on me mentally. And, like I said, I was putting a lot of my insecurities into that relationship. And, yeah, and all of that happened just because, like, you know, I didn't love myself, and I put myself in that position, and I, I knew I wasn't ready for that relationship. Yeah. yeah, and I truly think, like, guys also go through the same thing as well, because, you know, in my past relationships, you know, I've also noticed that back then, you know, I was, you know, not loving myself, you know, I didn't know who I was, and then, you know, just took some time, and now, you know, <laughs> it's going, it's going yeah. better, but, you know, guys definitely just go through that same process as well of just you know and most people think that guys are like just like you know hard and everything mm-hmm. but you know deep down you know a lot of guys have like you know I the way I look at it is like a marshmallow you know a burnt marshmallow yeah. all burnt out in the outside and in the inside all <laughs> and then in the inside all soft and gooey that, that's what you know and most men won't admit it you know but yeah. it's true you know a lot of men just you know they go through stuff and they just keep it in and it's it's tough it's hard sometimes honestly you know I've been at that point as well Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know I've seen that from like being a, like a child perspective like I've seen my parents do that um my parents they split up like seven years ago and they were separated for like four of them and you could like my dad's a rock hard guy like he will not show his emotion for anything he doesn't he like never would say like I love you a lot whenever we were kids it was mostly like if you got a hug from him that's how he said yeah like mm-hmm. I love you um but, like, seeing him go through the process with my mom and stuff was, like, the, I think, like, third time I've ever seen him, like, actually, like, get, like, broken down and, like, start getting emotional and start crying. 
because the only other times I had seen him cry is, like, for funerals and stuff. Mm. Mm. But, like, you can tell he really loves my mom. And then, of course, you know, God brought them back together. Mm. You know, thank God. Because I know some people do have, like, divorced parents. And mm-hmm. that was one thing mm-hmm. I prayed about because I didn't want that. Because yeah. my mom had come from divorced parents. And I know mm-hmm. how she, it was, like, hard on her. And so, but I, I think guys are getting more open up with their feelings nowadays, though. Yeah. Or at least we hope, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, it's key. Like, yeah. All the guys out there, open up girls like that. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But so why is it important to be two separate individuals when dating and not co- to consume with each other? Yeah. Okay. So for this, I can just share like my experience like, I was saying, in my past relationship, I didn't know who I was. Like, I didn't love myself. And I was, like, so consumed in my partner. And, like I said, it got to a point where I lost my identity. And, I, and like, I put my own health at risk. And that's why I feel it's so important not to be consumed with your partner and to find your hobbies and to find what you like to do. And, you know, even, like, just, this, like, the simple things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, really important to, you know, be your own identity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not good to be consumed with your partner. Yeah, that's very <laughs> – yeah. that could lead to bad things. It really <laughs> can, yeah, because you rely – like, you depend on them for, like, if you have a good day or not. And yeah. it's just yeah. – yeah, it, yeah, it's not healthy. I can testify to that. My – the longest relationship I ever had, it was – we both were, like, consumed with each other, and it was – you know, very, un, like, godly, wasn't a good relationship. And I would, my happiness would revolve if he texted me that day. Or my happiness would be, like, if mm-hmm. I went over to his place to hang out or to be with him. Like, I had to be with him to feel happy. Mm-hmm. And, like, even when I was just sitting at home or, you know, doing school, because I still was going to school at this time while dating him, and it just, it would not make me happy and it would like make me sad if I wasn't with him and he was just like happy-go-lucky he was always fun and I'm like why am I so relying on him for my happiness and how I see it is because like I craved his intention because I didn't get that from like my father or my brother growing up as a child and I was craving his intention because he was giving it to me but he was giving me like the wrong attention he was giving me like the lustful and everything like that yeah i think when you like can be consumed by like your significant other is the same way of you being consumed by like anything else that you can make it like an idol yeah Mm. and like god's word says like to not let ourselves be like mastered by anything yeah and so like you're literally putting something above god when the both of y'all should be putting god first like (laughs) together Yeah. yeah Yeah, that's good. I think like that saying that's like, don't put all your marbles in one basket, or all your yeah, eggs, in one, all your eggs <laughs> in one basket. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But yeah, so it's like if you put everything, if you put everything, all that you have into something that's unstable, then if that thing breaks, like you're crushed yeah. and you fall with oh. it. And so that's yes. why like the only thing we can put all of our eggs in is God, because yeah. He's the only thing that's not going to yeah. change. Mm-hmm. And as good as a person is, they're they're just not meant to bear that weight. Yeah. And it's not fair for our hearts because then. When they eventually mess up, and they will, it's going to crush us. But it's not fair for mm-hmm. them because then they bear the burden of mm-hmm. holding our heart in their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can we prepare ourselves for when God does bring the person he's called us to be with? I feel like the, like, preparing, like, comes before. Like, obviously, like, you study before a test, like, mm-hmm. not during the test. 
that like you get your test and you're like, I'm gonna do it. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I feel like sometimes a lot of times in singleness you can like be like preparing and like making yourself better and like it's almost like you view your singleness as like like a waiting cell almost and you're like, Oh, I'm here just like preparing for my future person, like whenever that season comes, but like God has a purpose in your singleness and really you should be like pursuing him, like advancing the kingdom, like growing in Christ, like for your relationship with Christ, not for that person or your future. Like prepare, focus on God, like take this time because you're never going to have this time of being a single person again. So like do all this now and like the things will come later. Like that's like God's will, you know? Yeah. 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 Because I've even noticed in my time of singleness, like, I say my time, well, I was single before, like, the two weeks of me dating someone. Um, (laughs) Like, in my time of singleness, I, like, grew closer to my friends, and I grew closer in my faith, and it was getting to the point where, like, I was getting out of my comfort zone a lot. Like, I never before would, like, pray for people or, like, go up to people and pray, and during my time of singleness, that helped me a lot to get out of my comfort zone, go go pray for people, you know, listen to... God speak to me like mm-hmm. him saying hey go talk to that person or yeah. you know go reach out to them and it really helped me focused on the important things in my life and like I got closer with my friends and then closer with my family and then during my time of singing this I also like had my surgery and like before I would never get it because like the guys who I was dating was like oh I like you for you don't change and everything like that like yada 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 like you know you're fine but then I like they were only liking me because I was like doing stuff for them that they were like and I was like oh so that's why you like me it's because I was doing that whenever I was like you know sinning and I wasn't in my Christ-filled mm-hmm. relationship but now I'm in my Christ-filled relationship and I'm like I want to better myself I want to be better for my future children mm-hmm. and yeah. you know break those curses break the generational curses yeah. in my family and mm-hmm. do all that so I feel like in your time with singleness it you reflect a lot on that yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing I was actually thinking about is like generational things that you don't really realize are like a stronghold in your life mm-hmm. until or sometimes, you know, you don't realize them until you're already in your marriage and you already have kids. And that's why it's so important to be reflecting and to be like asking God, like, what should I be working on now mm-hmm. so that you can get all those things out of the way? Like I was talking to my dad on the way home from church and he had mentioned something that like he had struggled with and something that God had redeemed him from. And I had like no idea, but realizing that that was something that my, I've seen like my brother struggle mm-hmm. with and realizing that, you know, there is a, there is like a warrior in us that does need to sever that tie to pray against it from continuing mm-hmm. like on. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't really think about. Like you try and kind of the things that are like really hard and things that we go through that we don't want to process we like shove them back and we try and hide yeah. them and then they come up mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be fully like bare with the person when you're supposed to become mm-hmm. one that's when they see all like the deep dark stuff that you mm-hmm. haven't dealt with and then now it's also a burden on them to help mm-hmm. you walk through it mm-hmm. when they should have been celebrating the victory with you yeah. Yeah. And so I think that like I know back in some of my relationships that I I remember like there were times when like like with confrontation and just not being able to talk about things just like being so fearful of like mm-hmm. being like a judge and just I, I guess like for just having that confrontation and so sitting there with my boyfriend at the time and he was trying to ask me questions and I was sitting there like petrified unable to answer because mm-hmm. I was so 
held in like fear and anxiety and not realizing that that had stemmed from just things that I hadn't dealt with yet. And at this time, like I wasn't walking with the Lord at all, but these things like are real. And if we don't deal with them now, like they're, they're going to come out again later. And then if we still don't deal with them, then it's going to be passed on to our children. Like a big one for me was communication because I always saw my parents like fighting a lot whenever I was younger. And so that was a big one for me. And then on my mother's side, there's like, uh, alcoholism on their side and so like I'm the person who's going to break all of that in our Heck family yeah. and mm-hmm. like I've like you know I've spoken it out like it's like spoken out but even like hearing from my mom like my mom even says like you won't get that in the future because she says I sees how strong I am mm-hmm. and after seeing my grandma pass away back in December from that mm-hmm. that like made me realize a lot that I didn't want to do that and at that time I was like talking to someone and I was like I'm talking to him for the wrong reason because I'm talking to him because I want to fulfill that like empty space I had for my grandma passing away Mm -hmm. and then I was fulfilling that with him because he was giving me attention right and that wasn't a good intention person to you know talk to Mm -hmm. and then it just happened yeah I think for me for that one it's just like um Whenever it was like, how can we prepare ourselves for the person that he called us to be with? You know, like as Christians, since we're like dating for marriage, I feel like that would be like our time to like work on ourselves. Yeah. And so it reminded me of like Proverbs 31. Hey. You know, like, hey. I'm not alive. So I feel like whenever it said like, she is clothed with strength and dignity. And she That's loves. someone I have tattooed on my leg. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was like, I have that. And it's like, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. Um, I don't know. I feel like that would be, you know, like for us, that would be yeah. our time to like yeah. work to be the person right. like that God called us to right. be. Right. Yeah. And I feel like God, like when He sees and knows that you've done everything you could do, then He'll reward you with that person, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, that He's called you to be with. But in the time being, like really seek in the word like really seeking your relationship with god like you can always dive deeper in in your relationship like there's never an end point until you see him face to face Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah and sometimes i feel like god puts people in you know that you're seeking like here for a reason that way just to help you grow in your faith as well you know not just right i heard it fit this way and it's so cute so like be the person the person you're looking for is looking for Mm-hmm. so like yeah. you want a nice godly like man right and they're gonna be looking for like a godly like spiritual like yeah. prayer warrior yeah. kind of like god like woman of god yeah. be her yeah. yeah you just gotta reflect it That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i think also like a lot of people see like singleness as like a stepping stone or as like an in-between season mm-hmm. um when like the bible says like being single like is a blessing yeah and oh, i actually yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> you heard someone say it's like if you don't see it as a gift then like you're saying you're you don't believe the bible is true mm-hmm. yeah. you don't believe that part of the bible is true and i thought that was like wow crazy cool. um <laughs> but yeah like i i feel like also like you never have as much time um yeah. to pursue god than you do right now because oh, yeah. once you have like a spouse or, like a significant other like they do take up time you know mm-hmm. and, and then like, your family starts that, yeah and so mm-hmm. like right now you have like all the time to like uh, like dive into like the word uh like go on mission trips like serve yeah. Um, like in any capacity in like ministry and so I kind of not taking this season of singleness like for granted because it is a gift 
Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a gift. And me, you know, me personally, I've been single for around like four to five years. So, wow. you know, I've definitely had some time to wow. just. <laughs> that was the same bad. I was just yeah. shocked. No, no, no. Yeah, I've been single for around like four to. Uh, almost five years. Oh, they've, and, you know. been, they've been single for like 20. Some, I was sorry. I, was, I know. <laughs> hey, I was like, sorry. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. It's like, what if we're keeping track? <laughs> I know. I like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but continue. Yeah. yeah, but it just, it just, you know, it, dang. That's my train of thought. <laughs> dang it. No, 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 you're good. What was I? Four or five. Four or five years of single. You've been single oh, yeah, for yeah, five for years. Around like four to five years. And I've definitely, you know, just how, how y'all been saying, self-reflected, definitely taken off a lot of generational curses. And, you know, the, where in my family, such as alcoholism and, you know, a couple other ones. But that's just one of them out there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and it, I've just definitely the self-reflection and just self-love for sure as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the reason people people in our generation see it as a curse or they don't see it as like a blessing or a gift is because they feel like God's punishing them in a way because they're seeing like, this is going back to like the social media aspect because they're seeing everyone on social media post about, oh my gosh, look, I just got engaged or oh my gosh, I'm about to get married or look, we had our first kid and they're seeing everyone post all the, you know, good things, you know, not posting a lot of bad things, but they're posting all the good things happening. And so a lot of, guys and girls who I've talked to will see it as a curse because they're like, well, why is God punishing me? That's always the top one I get is why is God punishing me right now? Why am I single? And they're like, why can't I be happy like them? And then you have to like remind them, you have to like put, like bring them back into their perspective of like, God's putting you through this time for a reason. Like you need to work on yourself. Your partner needs to work on yourself. I'm pretty sure if God put you and your partner together, y'all wouldn't be what you need to be right now. Like, I could be single for the next five years of my life, and I'd be happy now. I'd be content with it. If this was Brittany two years ago, I'd be so devastated. I'd be like, why is God doing this to me? Why is he, like, making me single when all my other friends are happy? But I know now he has a plan for me, and when he wants me to have my person, he will give me my person. Right. And if I'm single for the rest of my life, I'm single. I don't care. (laughs) Like John. (laughs) (laughs) and like to that like about people feeling like it's a punishment but like I mean Jesus he was like a pretty great guy he was his whole (laughs) life he was a pretty great guy (laughs) (laughs) and like Paul was single and like Paul said that um, like being single like is better than like being married because that's like that's the time that you yeah that you can pursue God with everything like you don't have to worry about the thoughts or like the needs of like someone else like you only have the thoughts of God And so, yeah, it's not, it's just a, definitely not a punishment. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, punishment. but it is our generation. It's because mm-hmm. it, social media is a big aspect in our generation. And it, that's what causes that is because a lot of people do look towards, you know, Twitter, Instagram, not really Facebook nowadays because people don't use it, but I yeah. use Facebook still because I like old school. My family's <laughs> yeah. still on there. But you see people post and like I was at that moment where I was seeing like every other week it'd be someone posting like, I'm getting married or I'm engaged and it, it really did hurt me but also I knew that was the enemy and that was the world getting to me right. and you just have to you have to make sure you like take yourself out of it and be like is this God or right. is this the enemy yeah. most of the time it's the enemy trying to be like hey let me sneak yeah. by you someone said this the other day and it was even the enemy uses scripture. Mm-hmm. The enemy will use the Bible against you. Yes, yes. So you could say, you could be hearing and like something, you're thinking God's speaking it to you. 
But usually if it turns out bad or it turns out the way you didn't expect it, that's the enemy because the enemy uses this, like, scripture to fight against you, and he's trying to get you to him instead of bringing you to God. So he's using the scripture towards you and against you. Yeah, and one thing to touch up on that social media thing, you know, the one thing that's helped me personally because I wanted to get off of social media for a while just because, you know, those just comparing yourself to others, the way I looked at it, or now the way I look at it is just in social media, you're never going to find anyone that's truly transparent. They might say it, but you're never going to find someone for who they are. So just, you know, it's not always good to just be sucked into that Mm -hmm. and just look at it a different way. Right. And with that, like, as believers, like, ultimately our our main goal is not to seek worldly relationships Mm -hmm. and social media is worldly. Mm -hmm. And our main goal is to seek godly relationships. Mm -hmm. Amen. Like the relationships we have in this room today. Why is it important to have God at the center of a relationship? God's one. Like, he's the (laughs) one. Like, how you not going to have him in the center? Like, you know, he gave us life. I mean, he planned all of us. He made all of mm-hmm. our futures. He knows every way before we even know. And I feel like having him at the center of our relationship is just, like, the little bit of, like, grace we can give to him just by having him in the center. Because he's done so much for us. Like, he sent his son to die on the cross for us. He's done more than we ever could imagine. And just having him in the center of our relationship and then our family, like, in the future, it's just – it's – like rewarding in a way because mm-hmm. yeah. it might not seem like it at first but when you have you know that godly relationship then you have your godly husband or wife um and then you have your children it just makes it feel so much better like of course like i'm gonna repeat no one's perfect we're still gonna have problems with our significant other and our kids in the future but at least we'll be able to handle it a different way like mm-hmm. we won't have to handle it like how our parents have handled it or how our grandparents yeah. handled yeah. it and we can handle it in our own way. Yeah, and I feel like like God himself in your life is a strong base, a mm-hmm. strong foundation. Mm-hmm. And imagine, like, how your relationship could be if God is in the center yeah. of that and, like, what you and your, part- your partner can achieve by doing that. Like, yeah. you can get through, all like, so many battles and always know you have God to fall on. Yeah. 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 I think also, like, it's important to have him, like, at the center because— like it talked about like in first corinthians 13 Ooh. like um love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud so i feel like that like gives us like qualities that we should be like keeping yeah with each other and like how to love each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think like you know husband great like love him more <laughs> but like <laughs> So, like, yeah, they're, like, they're a blessing, like, that God has given us, but, like, really they are supposed to be, like, our partner, like, Mm -hmm. in life, in ministry, Mm -hmm. in, like, God's calling and, like, assignment that he's given us in our purpose. So, like, it's all God-centered. So, like, Mm -hmm. if that person isn't there to be, like, chasing and, like, putting God where they need to be at the center, then y'all are, like, going down different paths and they're Mm -hmm. not going to be... The person that's going to help you accomplish yeah. mm-hmm. all the things for the kingdom. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think um, what you said actually at the our small group last week when you were talking, we were talking about the, the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> um, and what Gabby was saying was that every, that everything that comes out, everything that's a product of having a relationship with God 
is actually something that like he's called us to, mm-hmm. but he supplies every mean to do it. So like mm-hmm. God calls us to love, but God is love. So we can't mm-hmm. love without God. Ooh. And so everything that we need to be in a relationship, everything that we need to be the Proverbs 31 wife or husband, that um, <laughs> God supplies us. So if he's not at the center, then you lost all your power and you have like, what are you, how are you out of your own will going to accomplish that? Yeah. You yeah. need to have God at the center to be everything, to be the wife, to be the husband that he's calling what is one factor that you want in a significant other we all know we want a god-centered relationship but what's something else Mm -hmm. you want in your person your future wife your future husband um, so I think for me, just, like, from what I've seen is, like, vulnerability in mm-hmm. my other person, like, cause, like, not to stereotype, but, like, some men, like, can be, like, really, like, like, my problems are, like, somewhat, like, prideful, like, I'm not gonna let them, like, my significant other see me weak, and I'm like, but mm-hmm. no, like, how are we supposed to, like, form that connection and, like, intimacy, how are we supposed to have that bond, how am I supposed to help you and be, like, the partner and the wife that God has yeah. called me to be if you well, let me help you. So, like, vulnerability <laughs> yeah. in that and, like, what you're going through. Yeah. yeah. For me, I was just going to say, like, I want someone, like, my future husband to be on the same level as me spiritually because, like, I love Jesus. So mm-hmm. they need to love Jesus just as much. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say accountability. Because... Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, will he hold you accountable or he needs to be okay with you holding him accountable? Or both. Or both. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because, like, I know there's, like, times where, like, you know, I get lazy and, like, I don't <laughs> want to read my Bible, even though I know I should. So, like, having someone that will, like, keep pushing me. Yeah. Like, me you. Yeah. I feel like for myself, I need, like, obviously we need our significant other to, like, accept us, but I want my significant other to accept my past as well as the present he's getting Mm -hmm. like I want him to be able to accept accept like my past you know drama I've had my past relationship issues I had and Mm -hmm. that's been a big thing for me is if whenever I've tried to get in a relationship sometimes I haven't accepted like oh you did that or oh that happened (laughs) with your family like I want that's one of my main things is I want to be accepted by my husband Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like if they're not a person already like coming off like giving you like the grace that God gives yeah. us in that, oh, yeah. like, imagine how much more they won't yeah. be forgiving or gracious, like, in a relationship. Yeah. And yeah. Like, girl, you don't need them. Yeah. 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 And, of course, like, I also want, like, accountability because I know myself, like, I I have, like, a one-year Bible I'm supposed to do every day. And if, um, <laughs> if uh, Pastor John is listening to this, I do it sometimes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't been doing it, like, every day. Like, I'll, like, miss a day or I'll miss, like, two days in a row. And then it just – and then I'll have to, like, pick up everything. But then whenever I'm, like, focused on everything, it's, like, I'm putting all of it in once. And so it's definitely accountability for that because I know I have it with my friends, but, like, when you have it for significant other, like, maybe you could do it together. Mm -hmm. And, like, do it in the morning before you both go to work. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I need in my life because my life's a mess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, I would say, like, communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a communications major. So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, like, um, I don't know. I feel like 
how am I supposed to know that you're having a problem with like something that I'm yeah. doing? How can I fix it if you don't tell me? Yeah. Um, right. Or like if I want to have a conversation about like something that bothered me and like he just shuts down and like leaves. Yeah. It's like how are we going to like resolve our problems? Um, yeah. And so I would just say like being willing to like mm-hmm. have harder conversations, um, which I feel like any mature adult should. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mine would probably be, I was actually about to say that too, communication and accountability for sure. Because accountability, I say, because, you know, throughout my day, I'm just all over the place sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, I don't get enough time as I want with, you know, with reading my Bible and everything. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you have someone there just holding you accountable, it'll be better. And communication is just number one. Like, you know, I want to be able to just say what I'm feeling that day you know if I had something go wrong you know I just want to be able to talk it out and if they had some mm-hmm. you know going on like it has to go both ways you know mm-hmm. like, you have to have an open ear and someone saying something as well okay so for mine um I would want someone that has like patience mm-hmm. yeah because like I don't know like if you see like a man like you know, acting now, like, it's just, it yeah. doesn't look good, you know? Like, it's just, yeah. like, I have a lot of patience. Like, I, I think yeah. I have a lot of patience. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yes, you do. So, like, I need somebody that can have a lot of patience, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. So, we've all been talking about, like, like you know, the dating part, like, what happens, like, in your relationships. What do, like, ladies, how do we do, and, and Ben, too. Like, <laughs> actually, probably, like, more Ben. So, like, what do we do, like, to get to that point? Like, say, like, you're interested in somebody, right? Like, what is a godly way to pursue a relationship, like, as a lady mm-hmm. and from the man's perspective? Okay, so the way I would pursue it... <laughs> It's actually, you know, it's something that I, I've been trying to learn as well. But definitely just being... Just being, you know, like an open book. Like just be an open book, you know, compliments. Good compliments, of course. And just be kind. Like, you know, just if you're living in God's image, it should just flow through you, you know, like... It'll just come flowing out, in my opinion, or, you know, that's what I've witnessed because, you know, I'm a very respectful person, you know, I I have a lot of respect for everyone and, you know, from there, it just just flows, you know, like, I don't know. I have a question to both of you, I guess. So, like, I feel like at least, maybe it's a Christian thing, but, like, we're all nice. You know, so, like, I guess for you, like, how would, what would be different that a girl could tell that it's like, oh, he's just being friendly. To like, oh, mm-hmm. I think he likes me. Like, what, 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 like as yeah. a Christian guy, what would yeah. you do yeah. to let a girl know that she's interested? Other yeah. than like compliments. Uh, <laughs> to let a girl know that I'm interested? Yeah. yeah. I would clarify it. Personally, I would That's clarify. a good yeah. man right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, personally, I would clarify it, but. Because you're a very friendly person in general like it, yeah. since like the first time i met you we met like we met going to our like beach worship night we had one night and just meeting him like right off the bat he's very respectful he like said hi to everyone oh. like <laughs> um, he's, he's a very like well-respected guy and he talked i think you talked to everyone that night like even if it was just for like a minute like you made sure you talked to everyone yeah. that night and i think it's more just for like like, like he said, he would, like, he'll tell you. He's like, yeah. oh, I, I mean, like I'm, you. I'm the type, but I know a lot of other guys aren't like that, so. 
But me personally, I would just... <laughs> no, me personally, you know, it's always best to just be open and just get to the point. Like, cut everything out. Like, just get to the point. Like, if you like someone, I feel like you should just clarify it. And then if it doesn't, like, you know, if, if they say, oh, you know, I'm not like, you know, then it's not your time. You know, it's just... Yeah. But you have to get an answer and you can't just wait there and just make excuses excuses it's better to get to the point yeah now from a male perspective <laughs> is it better for a girl to say she likes you first or do you want to say it first i would say go out and do it because it's very rare when mm -hmm. uh, it's very very rare when a girl will go out and, you know, say, like, hey, you know, I like you. Yeah. That's why I, and just generally, I'm not sure if it's, like, just the old mentality, but I feel like the men should just, you know, go out. Like, I'm not saying there's anything yeah. wrong with the girl, you know, yeah. of course, saying, yeah. you know, that they that they like you, but definitely the male, for sure. I have something so good to say. I want to say it. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, but basically, like a like a woman would want like an assertive man, you know. Oh yeah. And yeah. so if you are the one to go out of your way, like not it's not against the Bible, it's like not bad, but you're basically like setting the standard that you're okay with him being passive because he wasn't like bold enough to ask you Dang out. Girl. What's mm -hmm. gonna make him bold yeah. enough, like in yeah. the relationship, to like right? take the next step to marriage or like mm -hmm. have those hard conversations? So like you're the one setting the standard, like from the very yeah. beginning. If you so it so should good. definitely be the guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> so good. That was like a thing that for was. me. It's like, um, because I know like a lot of people now. They're like, oh, you know, like girls can like ask out the guy or whatever. But like me personally, I like being pursued. Yes. So it's like if I'm not being pursued, like I won't go out of my way <laughs> to pursue yeah. them. I still get Which like is, I don't know if that's like bad, but like it's it's know. not bad. I still get like the old school vibes, like. I I hear all the stories from my you know my grandparents and my mom and dad and my aunt and I'm all like I want to be the one pursued but when I look back at it like whenever she like Brianna was describing it I was all like I have been the one to say I like you first every single time I've dated someone mm -hmm. and that has been my downfall mm -hmm. is yeah. because two of them were really bad and then one ended in like a friendship of course but. I was the one who said, I like you first. And then they were, you know, said it back and everything. And I feel like that was a downfall of mine is because I did give them that. And I feel like a lot of people in our generation do do that. They'll say, I like you too fast. Or they'll say, um, you know, I want to be with you. I think you're the one. And, well, you're 57 ones <laughs> in. And you haven't found your one yet. Yeah. And I think, like, the word that, like, people have been, like, saying, like, about, like, the men, like, like pursuing is like traditional or like old timey like y'all said but like i think also it could be like biblical like the man pursues his wife the way like christ pursued like the church like his mm. bride like Ooh, that's good. yeah yeah that's, really good. Yeah. that's so good Gabby. <laughs> that was good. something that's kind of similar but we, when you're talking about like how can what can how does like a girl know if a guy is like showing like some interest i think like along those lines it's the importance of having healthy boundaries with like members of the opposite sex but like with friends because then if you have healthy boundaries with somebody else then someone's going to be able to tell a difference if you're spending more time with someone that you like you're interested in pursuing so like yeah. if you're all like touchy-feely with everybody and then you can't yeah. like, and like everybody's like 
oh, like trying to like date you or trying to do something. It's like, well, maybe it's because you're crossing a line. Yeah. Or if you're being emotionally vulnerable and just getting into too many deep conversations and then that creates this like link that you didn't mean to be there, but now it's there and how do you handle it? Yeah. And so like creating healthy boundaries so that if then you start like talking to somebody more and you say, hey, that that's also a sign to say, hey, something's like showing you like, hey, I'm interested like on the girl's yeah. perspective without going out and being like, hey, like I think there might be something here. Like you mm-hmm. can show it with that. But I also do think it's like, I don't I don't think it, the man like always has to lead and that it has to be like one conversation right. and that like mm-hmm. the guy's like, hey, I like you. Like let's go somewhere. It can be the girl like going up and saying like, hey, like, how was your day? Like, I'm interested in, like, yeah. hearing how your day was. Like, it can be yeah. small things that, like, yeah. show I'm like, interested. Yeah, like, guys, they also deserve that affirmation, like, yeah. from their partner. Okay, one thing that, will me personally, like, if that would happen, you wouldn't know what to think. As a guy, yeah. or I'm not sure, some, some guys are different, but, like, me personally, I would be like, okay, what's going on? Like, is it a friend thing? Or, yeah. you know, I... It would com- yeah. cause a lot of confusion for, you know, a guy. Well, yeah. For me, yeah. But I think that's important with communication then at that point and being yeah. assertive to say, like, yes. hey, you could say, I'm one, you know, just being like, hey, like, is there something here? And it's like, would you rather have, like, the answer no or be, like, confused for three months? Oh, no. I'd, I'd rather have it I'd no. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. But I also know for myself, like, I know whenever I set my healthy boundary, like, I don't go too personal and too deep with my guy friends unless mm-hmm. I feel led to or unless I feel like they could have advice for me or if they could give me a perspective or if they've gone through, like, a mutual problem as well with me. But I will go more into it with my girlfriends just because yeah. I feel more comfortable. And it for going from a girl-to-girl talking, it's like, gives you more of a better, like, satisfaction, a better feeling because you're talking to, like, one of your girl best friends and you're opening up to them more. But then I feel like that's one of the boundaries you should have with, like, your guy friends. Like, you don't go full out and go tell them your past unless, like, that's the one that's, like, yours. Like, that's your one, your yeah. future husband and stuff. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. fully go out and tell them right. because – God forbid, what if that friendship breaks off? We're talking about, like, all like the good things and all the Christian things we want and everything, but what is, like, a trigger warning with you when you're talking to someone? Because I know we do have a few who haven't pursued in dating, but maybe have talked or who have gone on dates. So, like, what's one thing that, like, you automatically, if that happens, that's a no-no. Like, you don't pursue deal breaker. Breaker. Yes, deal right. breaker. That's the Wait, word. So- I have a funny one. Ooh, go for it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you'll feel about it. For all the boys listening, take notes. This is what we call deer breakers. Um, you know the red emoji that has like the puppy dog eyes? Oh my oh, god. Oh, god. I use that all the time. I don't know how to use it. Yeah. Don't use it. I was like, I use that a lot. I know. <laughs> but, okay, maybe not like that, but like um, the way you use it, like I had, I had like someone say like, oh, I, I get what you mean because I, I've had some guys just use it to use it, and or they're like trying to get you to do something. They'll use the puppy dog. Yeah, but that's not no. Or like okay, whatever they would do with the puppy dog one with the little fingers. Oh. Wow, I bet that. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but yeah, like I don't know. I use that emoji. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but I don't. Uh, hopefully, I, hopefully, I don't use it cringy. Okay, good. But like, what's a deal breaker for y'all? Because I know y'all guys. You haven't dated, and then I know you haven't. Mm. Technically, we talked about this last week. Like, technically, you have. And technically, you haven't. Um. Yeah. I think for me, it was because the guys that like I was talking to didn't have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. so it just like we were like not seeing eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like for me. Yeah. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. mine. Mine's the same thing as well, but also a guy that. Um, it's very obvious in what their intentions are, like, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, there's some guys that are crazy and they're bold, <laughs> yeah. so, like, I don't know, personally, I want a, a man to respect me and my body, so yeah. that's yeah. a big red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, like, um, kind of, like, what patients, like, if yeah. they're, like, rude to people, uh-huh. you know? That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Like, if they're clingy. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, because if, like, if people don't know you, like, you're not the one to show, like, affection. Like, that's, like, the bottom of, like, your list of, like, love languages. But you you have been more open to, like, whenever we go up and give you hugs now. But I think that's also because we've gotten closer. But I feel like if a random guy just came up to you and was like, hey, let me take you on a date. And then he tried to hug you, you'd be like, yeah. yeah, exactly. That sounds like, <laughs> like if I don't know you that well, I'll just give you like a side hug. I give all my girls full hugs. Yeah, yeah. 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 we hold hands and love each other. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my deal breaker would be like, I have a lot. That sounds bad, but I've like. No, that's good. I do have high expectations. I've been around the block a few times dating, so I know, like, what my deal breakers are. But my most one is, like, I, like, if you don't send, like, like, good morning and, like, good night messages only because, like, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I love words of affirmation, and that's one of my top ones. And, like, if you don't send me, like, a good morning or, like, a good night, then I'm, like, uh, where are you at though? Like, <laughs> you wake up the same time as me. Like, why do I have to send it first? Like, I don't want to be the person to send it first. I want them to send it first. And if they don't send it first, I'm all like, why? <laughs> so, like, what if, like, you, okay, so he says goodnight. So then, you, wait, no. So, say you say goodnight because you're way to bed, you're tired, right? And then he says goodnight. So then the next morning, it would be like your turn to say it first. Well, you like I see that, but like if you're not even making the effort, or if you just like say hi back, like that's what I'm saying. Like if you don't say like you know good morning back, or if you don't send it first, like that kind of stuff. Like if you just say if I say good morning to you and then you just say hi to me, I that's not showing like any interest. That's just be like oh I feel like I'm just a burden to you because you're just saying hi back to me. Mm-hmm. I have heavy experience in this, <laughs> and that <laughs> yes. my my last relationship was both of us were so petty. It was so petty with each other with, like, small things like that. And, like, I, told, I I get it, like, wanting to be, like, say good morning. But I think what where we went wrong is that, like, that's something that can be changed. Like, you could say, like, hey, like, I'd really, like, it would really, like, mean a lot to me if you text me, like, good morning. In the morning. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Bound, yeah going back sure. to boundaries. Yeah, but I think, like, where it's, like, small things like that and... Or, like, the way that he said a certain message or you didn't like this picture. You didn't comment on my story. Like, small things like that, like, you can, like, take over and get, like, obsessed with. Yeah, right. When it's, like, 
a conversation could change it. And so like, I think that that's also important. Like when you're doing like red flags is also like self-reflection and like prayer. And cause there's difference between like, I have this conviction. This is something like I want to do. And if he's not up to the standard, like it's not going to work out yeah. versus like, these are some things like I can be more lenient on, or these are some things like I can help him grow in. Oh, and yeah, so like figuring right. out like where it is in that line. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, um, some like a deal breaker, like on like a, a real level is like, more than just like loving God, but like, are we going down like the same path? Like I know like God's putting me like for medical school and then, but like I also have my ministry credentials. And so knowing that like, I want to be very active in church. And so looking for somebody that's like, wants to be in that same level and going on that same path is important. And then on a less serious note, like being silly is like a big thing. (laughs) Like I need someone that's going to like, not care if they look stupid, like to make me laugh. Yeah. And also like dogs. Um, for me, I think I, like, the deal breaker would be, like, lack of self-discipline, like, in their mm-hmm. lifestyle, because, like, I was, like, thinking about it while everybody was going around, I'm like, just one, mm-hmm. but, like, everybody's got different things that they, like, struggle with, mm-hmm. so, like, if you have a lack of self, self-discipline, like, in your, like, drinking habits, or your spending yeah. habits, or your eating habits, like, a lack of self-discipline there will, like, and you're not trying to get better at it, yeah. like, we'll just carry over, like, mm. other problems into yeah. marriage. Like, how do I know, like, you don't have lack of self-discipline and, like, like your, like, I guess, like, your lust, like, problems. Like, you know, okay. taking care of that, you guys. And then, like Madeline mm. said, like, on a less serious note, um, sense of humor. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, like, being silly in a sense, but, like, I don't, like, when I explain all my jokes to you, yeah. like, I have money. Yeah. But, like, I guess, like, one of my, like, other ones I could, like, for... A, like a red flag or a deal breaker would be like if like you're not like with your parents or like you're not um I don't know how to say this but family. like par- parent orient like family, family. Oriented. Family. Yeah, family oriented yeah family oriented because I know that's been a big thing for myself and my family is whenever I have brought a guy home and I only brought one ex-boyfriend home and my parents did not like them from the beginning which that was a deal. I should have like listened to my mom, but I didn't. Um, if my parents don't like him, and or if he doesn't like my parents, that's like a big like mm. red flag for me. Like that's a year out mm. because I've gotten so much closer now that I'm an adult, and like I respect what my parents do. I respect that you know they're letting me live at my house until I'm out of college. They're letting me live there until I'm stable. Mm. And you know, God forbid, if something was to happen, my parents let me come home because one, I'm the only girl and I'm the last child. Like, they would let me come back home. And that's, like, what I want my significant other to have is, like, I want him to love my family as much as I love him and then me love his family as much as I love him. Mm -hmm. But if he can't, you know, cooperate with my dad's jokes or he can't, like, (laughs) love my mom for the way she is, like, that's a you out, son. Like, goodbye. I feel like that's really important for me, too, just because, like, I think about the future and, like, how I want to raise my kids and I want them to see, like, that family mm-hmm. oriented. Yeah, like, like I want them to have everything. the, yeah, the experience that I had. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. that's, like, my curse I'm breaking because, like, I saw my dad's side of the family growing up, but seeing my mom's side, a lot of them were older. So once we started getting up to the ages, we wouldn't talk to my mom's side of the family anymore. And then I didn't talk to my grandfather hardly for, like, four and a half years because of everything that was happening. And that's like what I want to break. Like I want my kids to be able to go call grandma and grandpa. I want my kids to be able to go see their cousins and all that. Like that's something I want. And if my like significant other can't deal with my family, then it's like, 
Mm. Adios. Mm. Yeah, so from a guy's perspective, I feel like my red flag would definitely be the family-oriented. Just because, you know, in the past, I've had a lot of trouble with that. Mm. And that's, like, the number one red flag. Like, I just feel like if they can't, just because, you know, my parents are, you know, great. And, you know, like, if they're disrespecting them, yeah. like, you know, mm. I would just... Ooh, it wouldn't be pretty, but uh, that that's definitely the biggest red flag. Like, you know, if they're not family oriented or open to like meeting your parents or stuff like that, you know, I feel like that would be like a red flag. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. So for all of y'all, like at what point would you want your significant other to meet your family? Mm, that's a question. I feel like it depends on the relationship because my, one of my, best friends she got married in this past july and they met each other's family like within the first month and then like within like the second month their families were going on vacations together what? like it was crazy. wild like they, oh, yeah wow. it was like really crazy That's we were all cool. kind of like wow but like god was like moving in the relationship and like yeah. they're married now and like That's it worked really out cool. yeah so it, i think i feel like it depends whereas like you know i think it's also healthy to see like hey is this like gonna be like sustainable for a little bit hopefully like you do like intentional dating beforehand so like i know like for me i think i would want them to meet my parents beforehand to see if there's like things like Mm -hmm. i don't know like the first date like well i think there's like there's difference between like going on a date and like dating oh so like you can go on dates to see like are you crazy to then be like (laughs) okay you're not and then like but before we start dating i think i'd want him to meet my family to be like hey like is there something you see that i don't see is this a potential problem but like hanging out with family like i would think that i would want that to be like a continual thing yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. like i feel like going off of what you said like you go on dates with that person and then say like you invite that person over for dinner or you invite them to like come hang out even if it's like your friends and your family so your family can see his person like you know what he's doing around your family Mm -hmm. because he might like the person you're going to date might act different around you and then act different around your friends and then but once you put all of them in the same area they might act different again so you have to make sure you see those qualities which Mm -hmm. she made a very good point like doing that before you make it official Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I think for myself, if like, if I was dating someone, I'd want them to meet my family kind of within like the first like two like I'd say like tops three months, only because then like I feel like once you start getting into like the further into the months, that's when you start getting more serious. Yeah, and especially because like I do consider my mom like my best friend, and I like still look up to my dad. Like, mm-hmm. I am, like, a dad, like, a dad's girl still. Like, I love my dad. Mm-hmm. And so I'd want their perspective on it and them to give me their advice because I should have listened to my mom's advice on my, like, ex-boyfriend from, like, three years ago. Right? <laughs> and I didn't. But that's because I wasn't, like, focusing on, like, the God-centered relationship. Mm-hmm. But now I am. So I want my mom's aspect on that. And she sees how, like, I am with church and how content I am now and how, like, I'm involved. So I'd want her aspect on that. So I'd go within, like, the first, like, three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree on that, too. Like, just... In the first early on and me because just like my dad and my mom's advice is just the best I could mm. ever get you know like they they know like me I look up to my dad like he's a hero for sure like you know he did a lot he's great <laughs> you know my mom too she's also really amazing and you know I would just want their advice what they think you know early on for sure I would mm-hmm. say like yeah. from from the like one to three months for sure 
Because how you said, like, three months, you're already like, okay, we're getting the ball rolling, you know? Like, like if on. you think about it, like, like a year-wise, three months is, like, already a quarter of the year. Yeah. So then once you start going further and further and, like, they haven't met your parents or you start getting more serious, then possibly your parents would feel left out because mm. they see you being happy, but they still haven't met that person. Mm. Or, like, your other family would feel left out. So then just having that because, you know, they have to meet your parents. And then once they meet your parents, they have to meet all your other family that you want them to meet. So it's, like, doing it intentionally so you can, like, uh, make it to where it's, like, you meet someone, like, every other time you're hanging out or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, like, thinking about it, like, in the first three months, like, you're going to see the best with mm-hmm. that, like, what that person mm-hmm. is bringing. Oh, yeah. So, like, you can totally be blinded, but your parents are going to be, like, your parents and your, like, close circle that, like, yeah. really know you are mm-hmm. going to be, like, the clear eyes where they're not, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know really connecting and liking all of the good qualities that you're going to be able to see the, like that's yeah, like, us it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so actually madeline brought something up really good what do you guys consider dating because i know we kind of talked about this a little bit last week yeah but like what do y'all consider well, dating? can you define dating okay well that's <laughs> <What? question. laughs> can you define dating Kind of what Madeline was saying, you know, like, when you go on dates, and then, like, after that, if you're, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I do kind of, like, see something with this person, mm-hmm. then, like, I would consider that dating, like, when you're, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you have a title. I would consider yeah. title as your dating, because you can go on dates okay, with okay, even okay. your friends. Like, yeah. we, yeah. we go yeah. on coffee dates, we go, to like, to, you know, shopping, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like, concerts, all, like, that could be just... A date. a date yeah but you. once you put the title that's then when you go into dating okay. because yeah. if you're just going on dates you can go on dates with anyone you can go mm-hmm. on dates with your parents you can go on dates with your friends yeah. your mm-hmm. like nieces siblings cousins. literally mm-hmm. like I call, I call i call at well i call everything a date like we go to we'll hang out dates like i go to coffee dates with my mom or i'll go meet someone from church and go on a coffee date that's just a normal outing but once you put the boyfriend girlfriend title one then that's dating in my perspective so then i feel like i feel like i'll know what you say based <laughs> off of what you said to my other one but like how many dates into hanging out mm. would you want to have that conversation mm. of like we're like exclusive official i feel like that goes back to maddie saying mm. like feeling out the yeah situation. it just depends like yeah. what the conversations you're yeah. having and the situations y'all are in, you know. It, it oh, okay, just... wait, better, better okay. question. How many dates would you, like, decide, I don't want to pursue this anymore? Oh, mm-hmm. off the bat. Oh, if, yeah. like, it was, like, the first, the first date, if I oh, didn't right. feel a connection, yeah. or if it was just, like, dead silent for majority of it, or, like, I consider a big, like, if you're on your phone all the time, that's a big, like, no-no in my book. Like, I want you to be able to talk face-to-face to me. So within, like, the first date, if it wasn't going good or if I felt, like, awkward or anything, that would be a major red flag. I'm not going to date anymore. Of course, I'd be honest and then say, like, hey, we can still be friends, but I don't want to go, like, on another date. Yeah. Or I want to hang out with, like, friends instead, like, not yeah. by ourselves. Yeah, like, I think it definitely, like, for the first question, I think it depends on, like, the situation and the person. Like, because if... You're coming from, we've been best friends for 10 years, and, like, now we want to see if it's going somewhere. You already know the person, yeah. whereas if someone just moved to town and asked to get to know you more, you're going to have to go on more mm-hmm. dates to get to know them. Mm-hmm. So it depends. But also, like, if you're going on, like, 10 dates and you still can't tell, like, 
you got to ask, like, why am I afraid to commit? Why is this person afraid to commit? Is there, like, something, like, the Holy Spirit's, like, so keeping good. me uneasy yeah. about, yeah. like, I'm not ready to move forward? Yeah. Right. Um, and then with, like, the the second one, like, I think, I think, like, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, if you go on the first date and you're like, this isn't going to work, there's no point in going on a second. But, like, I, I think it can take a couple times because then the more you get to know someone, the deeper questions you ask, you get to figure out, like, okay, they love God. Are they going the same way? Or do you have some, like, core convictions that, like, you're not willing to, like, move from that you want to build your family on that they also don't share? Yeah. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. something you get on the first date. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it can take a couple times. But I would say, like, if you go on, like, a date a week and you've been going on, like, more than, like, five dates and, like, nothing's happening, I think that's be the, like, all right, we're, I'd, like, moving yeah. forward or, like, we need to move on because yeah. okay. it's wasting time. In our society today, I'm, like, standing on a soapbox right now. Like, yes. <laughs> when people, like, you're, like, okay, you've gone on your dates, you're not interested, or you've talked to this person, like, you're not interested ghosting is not godly nope. kind of like how sister said any mature adult should be able to have that conversation yep. of like right. yeah. it's like i don't really see this going anywhere or like mm. i'm not really interested like yeah. communicate clearly yeah. people yeah ghosting's just bad you I know i've it. been guilty for that plenty of times but i just and i feel like terrible now that i like reflect back on yeah. it i'm like wow that was a very terrible move like yeah. why did i do that you know and mm-hmm. i feel like yeah ghosting's out of the picture yeah i feel like it's like it's our generation doing it in a way because, like, if you think about it, like, I've even talked to my mom about this. I'm like, well, whenever you were dating before you met my dad, how'd you end it? And she's like, oh, we just would talk. But now, if you're talking to someone or you want to date them, so it literally is like, the, I would reference the iPhone, the bubble turns from blue to green, and that means they ghosted you. And that's what I don't like because I feel like we should be mature enough to be able to speak yeah. on like, hey, I don't think this is going somewhere. I feel like our generation nowadays is like very hard to like find like, you know, a godly relationship, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's heard that saying that there's uh, a lot of fish in the sea. Right. But mm-hmm. you have to keep in mind that the sea's full of oil, you know, like that oil <laughs> being as the new world, you know, just. And it's crazy, like, it, it's pretty hard, you know, and God will definitely, like, point it out to you and show you, you know, he'll show you the way, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just one point that I wanted to say, because just, it is very hard nowadays, yeah. so just, you know, just pray on it, ask the Holy Spirit, and God, and God will lead you the way, for sure. Yeah. He will yeah. get, He will make it clear, you just have to mm-hmm. truly pay attention. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know one of my friends said, like, even you could be talking in a godly relationship, you could be in a godly relationship but that's not the godly relationship yep. God wants you in. Mm. For sure. Right. Or like that time. Yeah, yeah, or it's not, sure. not that not time. Right and time. so right. you could think, oh, that person's perfect because they go to church. They worship. They're on a volunteer team. They're, you know, going to mm-hmm. school. They're doing all of that. But that's not the right relationship for you. Right. They're not on your same spiritual level or there's something wrong and God doesn't want you with them. Yeah. So yeah. I also see it from that perspective as well. Yeah. I think ghosting also comes from, like, cancel culture mm-hmm. if i don't like something i'm just gonna cut it out of my life yeah, yeah. it's yeah. easier that's that they to make do that. so common now like that that's <laughs> terrible well there, yeah. there's videos on it there's tiktoks on it there's you go on instagram and you'll see like instagram stories yeah. about it or you go like look on youtube every once in a while there's like um topics on it there's even podcasts now about canceling and everything there like is that, there so. like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. a whole culture and I feel like this generation, like, they make such a light out of it. Like, it's everyone does it. Like, who cares? Yeah, but yeah. realistically, like, you don't know what that person is going through. And that might have, like, affected them, yeah. like, deeply. And yeah. even, like, 
define their worth yeah. in that yeah. sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And not thinking of, like, the other person as somebody who is, like, oh, my ex or someone that it didn't work out. Yeah. That's somebody else's husband or wife mm-hmm. that, like, you're yeah. treating like exactly. this. And, like, yeah. they deserve respect, too. Yeah. That's God's child there. Mm. Kind of, like, similar to, like, ghosting someone. Like, if you're dating someone and, like, you see, like, you're not, like, equally yoked. And I feel like I heard this and it's, like, you can't make God break up with someone that you asked out. Yeah. And so, like, yes, you can. That's a reason to break up. But you can't just be like, God told me to break up with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can't just blame it on Like, of course, like, you can't have convictions. But, like, be truthful with them. Be like, I don't think we're on the same page. I don't think we're going, like, the right yeah. way. Yeah. Because then this person is going to be, like, wondering for, like, months at a time, like, what did I do? Yeah. Whereas, like, if you just told them directly. Yeah. Why God say that? Um, yeah. Like, the honest, like. Been, been told that before it breaks you down just letting you know <laughs> it puts you in a hole the exactly world. that's what i'm saying yeah. like, it makes you feel really so low like a guy's told me that before he's like oh i don't think god wants us together and then you're like mm-hmm. wait what am i doing wrong i'm like i'm yeah. doing this 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 exactly. this and i'm following like my, my god's like yeah. my path and it just makes you so yeah low yeah right so i feel like i really liked that phrase like don't make god break up with someone that you chose to ask oh for school. sure there's this really, uh, at Boo Church, Don Cherie, she's the pastor's wife there, or she is a pastor um, there, and she was giving a sermon one time, and she was talking about how she was making some toast for her kids, and she got distracted, um, and, like, she burnt the toast, and it was, like, black, like, charcoal burned, and she said that, like, she wouldn't be a good mother, like, to give it to her child and be like, here's some toast, because it's, like, burned and it's charred, but, like, when you look at it, like, it still is toast, it is toasted bread, but it's, like, how she was serving it. So it's, like, you can serve the same thing, but, like, on a different level, and that's going to make, like, a big impact. So if I'm still serving toast, but if I'm saying, like, hey, you know, like, God just doesn't want us to be together. Like, we're on different levels. You suck. Like, that's a lot different than saying, like, hey, like, this is, like, a value I have. I don't really think, like, that you necessarily have it at the same level, or this is somewhere I'm going that I don't really see that you're on that same path right now, and that's okay, but God just wants us to go down different paths, and I need to find someone that's going down the different paths. Like, it matters, like, how you say something, how you're serving it to somebody. Like, it makes a big difference. And so you can say, like, it could be true that, like, you're not on the same level, but how are you saying it to convey that? Hey, you don't want to be mean. You 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 just want to truly just, you know, be honest, but not... A mean bluntness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, one of the reasons I love Paul is because whenever he's, like, calling out, like, um, the churches, like, that he writes to, like, he's not like, I hate you, you're going to hell, you know? Yeah. He's, like, he says, like, I love you, and because I love you, I want you to walk in this way. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's not, like, saying, like, it's not, like, bl- like harsh bluntness. It's just, like, it's very just gracious, big. loving conviction. Yeah. Right. Ooh, that's that is our podcast for today, guys. We want to thank you all for listening and for coming back for our second podcast about dating. You can follow us on Instagram at goodstoop.podcast, as well as our podcast is found on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, and it's also on the Anchor app. And we enjoyed having y'all with us tonight. We thank you all, and bye, guys. Bye. bye.